Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to Music in My Life with me, Laura Wright. It's the show where we talk about the music we love so much, our relationship with that music and the role it plays in our life. What is it about music that taps into our emotions and why does it make us feel a certain way? This week's guest has quite an incredible biog, actually, and if I was probably to list everything, we'd be here all day. But what I would say from the information I've gathered is that today's guest is someone who refuses to be put into a box or a specific genre when it comes to music. And that's something that I hugely respect and hugely admire and something that I would say as a fellow professional musician is very hard to do. Asher's long and varied career spans music, theatre, film, television. He was born in Virginia and landed his first role on Broadway at six years old. I don't even know what I was doing at six years old. (laughs) Um, and obviously a hugely successful acting career quickly followed stints in renowned musicals the sound of music oliver the prince and the pauper which led to him being part of mgm's 2009 fame and prominent roles in parenthood and the mentalist however music has always been his true calling now ashley you're releasing not one but two albums this year i believe do you want to tell me a little bit about you know where the inspiration has come from for this music and in a time where you know a lot of musicians I think have found it perhaps hard to be creative you're obviously in a completely different space which is really exciting yeah no that well what an intro thank you for that um yeah no it's it was quite a feat I think I mean when people ask me why did you choose to do two albums in one year I don't think that was originally the plan I think I've just sometimes gone to a place where I've accumulated so much music that I almost sometimes don't know what to do with it and I have to play catch up so sometimes when I'm releasing stuff, you know, I sometimes it's been fresh and I just made it. Other times it's been sitting in my library for a while. So I'm always trying to just get things out, compile it, package it a little differently. So Talk With God, I guess, was in a way that because it was something current, but it was still – I hadn't really compiled it. Like, you know, where you know people say as an album singles market, you know, I guess at that time I was kind of doing more singles. And I thought, man, there's a common – thread between all of these songs there's a common message it's where my head was at it's what i wanted to you know the kind of sound i was into at that time so for me talk with god was more of like more like a gift to my fans like a playlist like a compilation album that i could just you know they could really easily find certain tunes it's all there and of course i had a couple bonus tracks that they had never heard before so that was like part one of the story but simultaneous to that I was already writing and working on this Windows of Time album that's still um, pending to be released. We don't have a set date yet, but 
you know, we put out a few singles. So that one was a big, uh, big undertaking and a much, uh, it, it required a lot more of my mental, physical, everything. It was just a much bigger undertaking. So, and it was also fun. Both, both of them were just as fun. Um, but I, I think, uh, windows of time was something that was more of a passion project, something that I wanted to, you know, I, I think for me, it was sitting back and, and wanting to do something different. I, I, you know, I've told this to people before, but it was more, I, I wasn't really wanting to chase trends. I really wasn't listening to what was current on the radio. I knew inside of me, the kind of music that I wanted to make. I obviously had a great producer, Walter Afanasiev, who I was working with on the project. So that for me was already like, okay, I've got to level up working with someone like him. And so it just really pushed me to my creative heights, you know, really said, how far can I push this? Not only lyrically, sonically, everything. So I really divulged so much time into that project. Um, and I learned so much from it and, it was really a thrill because like, a lot of it was in phases. A lot of it was like, you know, working it from the ground up, which was just melody and lyrics, you know, arranging. And then the next part was like the lyrical content, you know, sculpting the story. And then the third phase was like adding all the production bells and whistles. So that was kind of in a way how I got to the finish line. But of course, there was lots of obstacles and hurdles along the way. But I'm just happy, happy that it finished it and got it to where, where, yeah, where it is yeah. now and there has that like I was gonna ask that so that very question you know the sort of hurdles that have been there for for lots of people in different walks of life with the pandemic but also you know pe for people who might not know maybe a good question is tell me a little bit about your process like do things start um on the piano on the guitar you know how things start you kind of talked a little bit there about layering but also you know how it works for you as a musician and how it's been during the last you know 18 months with yeah travel everything being difficult yeah it's interesting i mean i feel like there is always i always try to go at it kind of different maybe it's my personality or the way that i'm kind of wired i and maybe it's also because I get bored with, with doing the same process all the time. And also that's maybe why I've dipped into so many genres is because I'm just always experimenting, always trying to work with new people, new talent, new process. And everything you do is never, for me, it's never a wasted like experience. I always take something from it, whether it's a new process, a new way to go about it. And you're, you're, you're asking questions, you're working with your peers and you're, you're always constantly learning. So I can't necessarily say I have one specific way of doing it, but, um, I think I've enjoyed all of them, but I don't know why I think for me, the windows and time album was something very rewarding because I, it wasn't trying to like knock out the quantity, like just try to knock out a track in a night or knock out a few songs and see how fast I can get this out there. It was really like fine tuning every lyric, every sound, and um, just just getting in the muck and the dirt of it and really then creating something out of nothing. So I think it's really, really fun. Like I've told people there was one time I did a David Bowie process where I um I heard somewhere that he had kind of put some names and concepts in a hat and then just like pulled them out and just kind of rolled with it. And I tried that one time, which was really fun. I just put all these words and old lyrics of mine and I started cutting and pasting and saying, okay, well, what can I do here? What, how can I turn this into a song? So like, that's just to give you one example of like, I don't even know what came out of that, but I'm always doing things like that. Just where can I pull inspiration from? Um, so it's fun to just get in in the studio and, 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 and kind of roll the dice sometimes. Right. Yeah, definitely. And I think also I'm coming from a classical background as to, you know, 
um, that process you talk about in terms of making the minutiae as perfect as possible, you know, really breaking things down. And, and that's very much been my experience singing. But I also think there's still a slight stigma attached to that classical music world. Whereas I think almost every other genre of music, we are so forgiving now because we want that creative creativity. We want to experiment. We want to mix genres of music. We want to sample music. We just, you know, there's so much music out there now that actually to, to be creative is quite difficult. So I think, as I said, I do admire you and other artists who aren't afraid of, of making a complete right turn you know or just going somewhere really different with their music and I suppose I ask all my guests you know what music has meant to them through their life but it's clear that this is you know music is your life it's it's who you are integrally but how how did you find it how did you come to sort of fall in love with music well funny enough only yesterday so you know we had well in America I don't know what it is in the UK but we had Father's Day yesterday. Yeah, yeah no, yeah? we were the same. Okay, last so it's, a, it's across the board. Yeah. So I talked to my dad, and I was like, I've always like you know even in my bios and things like that, I always had these cheesy little phrases like Asher had a whistle in his heart, you know, and I was like, oh, that's always that's cute and that's cool, and I, and my dad not really, he doesn't have the best memory, um, but somehow he's just like you know reminiscing over me as a baby and things like that, and he's like, Ash, you know, I just remembered, you know, you would wake up out of a dream or, or you'd literally wake up and start singing. I was like, really? I was like, I, no one ever told me that till this day. Like, I always thought like, yeah, I played a little piano. I was whistling. But yeah, he's like, you were always singing. You were always humming. You were always whistling. You were always, so I was like, I was like, that's pretty cool. I, like, I was like, I just, I didn't know that it started that early because obviously I can't even remember that. Um, obviously, I remember when things started taking off, you know, obviously early on in my career and those were real vivid and like engraved in my brain. But before that, it was kind of just like, you know, that's what I always is. I find interesting about like just people in general, and 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 how and, and we all have a certain gift, right? That we have to fine tune and find throughout our life. And some, you know, go in and just hundred percent, and other people, you know, try different things. And I just think it's 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 really beautiful that we all come to this earth with different unique giftings and talents. That it's up to us to really find that. So I was just. I would say I was more lucky and fortunate. I wasn't say that it was it was standard and it's normal for a six year old to be off on a Broadway tour uh, and doing what I was doing most of my childhood. But I would definitely say it was an experience I'll never forget. And I'm so grateful and thankful that I got to really hone my craft that early on and and got to learn a lot of the work ethic that that it takes and you know just to be able to perform in front of that many people a night and it was just a lot of ground. Um, like a lot of roots that I had to like that helped me and really, you know, push. I think it's also helped me with later on and even into today, just knowing what it takes to really do what you have to do to, to, to make it. Cause I think a lot of people give up too early. They think it's too difficult or this or that. And I think that the ones that truly persevere and believe in themselves really are the ones that will always find something at the end, you know, that that's rewarding to them. So, Yeah. It's yeah. an interesting journey, music. Yeah, exactly. No, and I think you're right. You know, it's that perseverance and, and actually that often makes good music too. You know, the lowest points are where those those moments of creativity come from. Um, let's let's jump into your first song choice. So this is a song about this is a song about love and it's Sam Smith Stay With Me. I mean, a great, a great song, a great voice, a great artist, um, a great character, released only in 2014. So I think maybe it's what the most modern of your choices today. Do you want to tell me yeah. about you know, what this one means to you? Definitely the most modern, I would say, I think for me for a while, you know, I, I never like to, you know, I don't think any artist truly likes to be compared to anyone, but it, like for the longest time, people would be like, well, if you wanted to do sonically, stylistically, 
you know, who, who, what kind of artist do you like current? And I was like, there wasn't a lot on my list, to be honest. Like, I like listening to music, but there was never an artist I could relate to. And I felt for me, I think, you know, maybe before that, maybe it would have been a Bruno Mars or someone like that. And I'm just talking current artists. Uh, Ed Sheeran, of course, has his own flavor. Um, but then I think Sam Smith, for me, hit closest to home because I think for me, what I loved was his vulnerability in the music and how he wasn't afraid to really go there. Adele, of course, was like that too. But um, Sam Smith, for me, was just somebody who I was just like, I was just kind of admired his process and his vulnerability. Um, and also just, I loved how close his vocals were to, you know, I love that because I was always telling this to mixers and producers. I was like, look, I've done a lot of records where my where my voice sometimes might have been drowned at points with so much production that I was just like, I really want my vocals to sit on top and I want it to be about the melody, the vocals and the lyrics, and then obviously have an arrangement and a company production to like kind of lift it and support the song. And I think maybe that's just what sat with me with, with some of the stuff that Sam has, has, has put out there. And uh, yeah, I just think he's a great artist and um, yeah, I think, you know, would love to work with him, maybe do a duet with him one day, but um, I think he's really super talented and, and um, yeah. Nothing but good to say. I think also you're right when you say about the production side of things. I think because we can do so much with music now, it's very hard to then strip it back. And actually, I think people are longing for that simplicity again of, you know, just a great voice, less overpowering production. Because nowadays, you know, with social media and things have changed so much, right, with with music and movies and, and social media that it's like a lot of people can claim to do something yet you don't know half the time how much work was involved with sculpting that or how much voicing the artist actually had in the studio. And I think it's good for fans to know the process. You know, it's everyone gets their shot and everyone deserves a platform. But it's just I think I think a true artist is somebody who's really hands on and involved with the process. And I, I, I do like to be, um, you know, especially hands on with my vocal production and things like that. And I think it just, I think I always stress for any artist getting into it that it's always better to be, you know, your own director, you know, your own voice. And, and, um, and, and, you know, rather than emulating others, which is what I think some people think people want to hear because there are styles that come into fashion. And actually, Sam Smith stood out because his voice was unique, you know, and yeah, that's the kind of thing, you know. Let's have a listen to some of it and then we'll talk some more. So, this is uh, Stay With Me, Sam Smith. I don't want you to leave where you hold my hand. Oh, won't you stay with me? Cause you're all I need. This ain't love, it's clear to see. But darling, stay with me. I love also, I was reading about this particular song as well and his... Um, acceptance speech at the Grammys he said I want to thank the man who this record is about who I fell in love with last year thank you so much for breaking my heart because you got me four Grammys all <laughs> uh, right such a good acceptance speech 100% yeah and does that does that remind you of a certain moment in in your life or just a general time I don't think it necessarily re- uh, reminds me of a specific moment. I don't really remember what was going on and uh, when it came out, but I just I just remember how much it spoke to me, you know. And and I think maybe subconsciously, even in some of my music, I mean, yeah, if we're to talk even currently, like my current single, 
uh, try me. Like the fact that he has this kind of like gospel support in the chorus, who knows, maybe subconsciously I might've even chose to do that because I liked that record so much and I wanted to do my own style of it. I'm not saying I did, but it's just, you never know when you're in the studio where these inspirations come from. So I would say if anything, his music has been an inspiration and you know, you never know where that kind of turns into the creative process. But um, yeah, it just, I mean, another word comes to mind is just his bravery. Just the fact that he's open with his, you know, his sexuality and he's just, he's just, he's just, he, he is who he is. And I think a lot of people are after, they just want authenticity, you know, with whoever you are and just to be you. So I think that rawness and authenticity really shines through, especially in the stuff that he, that he does. So um, my hat's off to him. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you completely. Um, okay, let's let's make a U-turn and talk about your hype song, Gangster's Paradise. I mean, this is... <laughs> so is this, you know, are you someone who... Do you listen to this? Do you go to the gym and work out? Or do you listen to this before you go on stage? You know, in terms of when we're talking about a hype song, like where does it fit in for you? Yeah, it's weird. I go through stages. Like, I mean, I'll go through times where I'll listen to country music. I'll go through times where I'll listen to... Um, you know, old school hip hop, you know, obviously new age hip hop as well. I was listening, I was in the gym today and I was, you know, you know, blasting either some Drake song or some Big Sean or something like that. Um, so yeah, so I, I choose to, I, I normally go old school. I mean, I think, you know, obviously I'd, I'd love the Tupac Biggie days and all that stuff. And I, I don't know, I think it was just the, uh, the rhythm, the passion, the delivery of some of the older old school guys and and I, and again sometimes when i you know when you talk about a timeless song you just don't get tired of listening to it so you know you can pl- i can sometimes play sometimes current songs and i'm kind of over it like i'm like all right i'm ready for something new but some of the older old school timeless stuff i can i can just if i haven't heard it in a minute and i play it again it's this i have the same feeling that i did when i you know each time i hear it it's just like yeah, maybe it is just kind of gets me pumped up or gets you just into some feeling. And I don't always get lost so much in what the lyrical, like what they're saying. Sometimes I'll just li- like a beat or I'll just like the feeling of it. And, um, you know, it depends on what it is. Like Sam Smith is, yes, probably more of the lyrical content. But the Coolio version is just like, it's just a straight cool jam. It's like a, just a, that's a banger to me. So I just, I love to play stuff like that randomly. Yeah, um, it, you're, I agree with you completely. It's just, it's the vibe. It's the, like you said, it's the banger. Yeah, 100%. And also it's, you know, I think for people who released in 1995, you know, Dangerous Minds, the film, like it, it was, you know, you got Michelle Pfeiffer in the video as well. I think there's a lot of things for people that but, it brings back nostalgic memories. Oh, sorry to cut you off. I was just saying, I don't know if you've heard about like Apple Music doing this whole like spatial audio. It's just kind of like they've remastered some of these songs in a way that's like, you know, they'll put like the guitar on one side and they'll kind of like kind of space it out in a way that it's bigger and broader. And it just like, you almost feel like you're listening to it a completely new way. So believe it or not, I think that song was on the playlist that Apple just put out recently, uh, probably under like hip hop or something. And it was just one of the jams. I was like, whoa, I've never heard it like this. And uh, it just gave it a whole new life. So that's also a cool thing. Like, you know, with that, I don't even know the exact name of it, but like the 3D, 4D, uh, I feel like that's the new frontier of listening to music as well. You know, it's, you know, it's the same way that we watch music videos that will change, you know, into live immersive projects. Uh, I'm actually working on one now. And then also like just spatial audio, like making it bigger and, and just, just expanding the way that we listen and consume music. So I feel like as technology is moving forward, that's all on the frontier 
Um, but it's kind of fun to kind of when something's in like a beta form to be like, ah, this is cool. I see where this is heading. You know, that this is going to be opening up more doors for more, the more techies to really get in there. But I think I, I like the idea of it. I think I, I do get a bit freaked out with the ideas of like holograms and things like that. I feel like that maybe goes a bit far. For yeah, me. maybe not so much holograms. No, <laughs> but but like, I think it's exciting, definitely, in terms of tech, like technical, you know, this the way that we can move forward with music. At the end of the day, it's really all about the execution. I think if the if there's integrity and there's and the, and, and the execution is pulled off in a way it's no different than like, you know, you watching an old Disney film and watching, you know, you love the graphics then, but everyone loves the new graphics of, of, you know, what's, what you're able to do with the animation. And we've come to expect it, you know, we've come to expect that. It becomes like the new mold, the new format. So I think in audio, the way that we listen to it, there might be a new level to where we consume music. You know, when we were like, Oh, how could I imagine listening to music the old way when it's like this new way is like, big and broad. Now, again, you're right. There's scary parts about it because that's also what technology is doing. We can't, it's, we, we can't even keep up with technology because it's moving so fast. So it's, it's, it's either, you know, you jump on the train or, you know, you, not, not necessarily saying you get left behind, but there, there's a balance to it. Right. So Definitely. You gotta, yeah, I agree with you. Cause I think it's, again, I suppose coming from a classical background there's something that's very beautiful like we were talking about in the simplicity of performance and using a space like a the acoustic in a space that's natural and I think there will always be a place for that but I agree with you that actually also it's really fun to experiment and to move forward with you know technically what's happening in the world and it is it's exciting I'm gonna have to have like have a listen to that and see yeah get give it a go it's yeah. really fun it gives it it's, it's completely different yeah okay well let's let's listen to some of this gangster's paradise I feel like we need to do a workout afterwards or just I don't know have a, have a party here it comes <laughs> received writing credits on this which i didn't realize did he um, really oh wow yeah. i didn't even know that yeah yeah wow. there's a sampling of his song Past oh my gosh no 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 i didn't know that songs of songs in the key of life he yeah. did like a more raw version which i actually love of course i knew that yeah um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, yeah and i actually like that version too obviously like when you play them back to back there this one kind of like you know when you hear like a raw demo version of a song and then you hear like a mixed version you're like oh my gosh that was awesome that's what i felt like happened when i listened to him back to back like i loved cv1 don't get me wrong cv1 is one of my all-time favorite artists uh, and i love his music but then when i heard him back to back i was like all right they they did it they did it justice you know and very few yeah, times definitely. we take a song like that and just like wow just you know blow people away yeah, um, and I think, you know, you were saying it's not about the lyrics, but also, it, you know, for a lot of people as well, those kind of lyrics do speak to them and, and give them a bit of hope. And it's that sort of juxtaposition in terms of the, the religious side of things and, and faith and then moving forward to, you know, quite a harsh reality as well. And I think they are, they're done in an elementary style is what I'd say, but they do mean a lot, I think, to people as well. And another interesting thing to think of is like, if you add one more layer to that is like, you know, the fact that this was also featured in a big film uh a feature film at one point and i remember and i forget which one it was it was about the school teacher dangerous minds dangerous minds great film 
And, uh, and it's interesting how when you add that component to an audio, like you could love something, but then when you see it done in the right way, done with the right visual and the right scene, it kind of, it kind of opens it up to, 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 to new heights, you know, like, I like, like, you know, take the Titanic song, uh, who actually Walter was involved with one of the big, you know, was like, you know, that's a monster song already as it is, but then you, you put it behind those epic visuals and it just kind of like, it just opens it to a whole new world. And is that not like the best job in the world to put music? To with sync music, right? Yeah. I, that is the best job ever, surely. It's really, and yeah, you, and I understand why they're so selective of music and pairing it right. It's a, it's a job in its own. So yeah, I definitely really respect the people that, that put the time into like listening to so much music to just find that perfect sync. But haven't you ever seen a movie when you find, when it's, when it is so perfectly sync, it's just like, ah, that, that like really just elevated the scene and elevated the movie. And I think that's true of Pixar, especially, you know, Pixar, Disney kind of where you think about like up or something, the movie like that, the music is just, I mean, it's incredible. It's incredible. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you like this podcast, then why not check out one of our other amazing Create podcasts? If you just want a good laugh, then check out The Weekly Roast. Listen. Listen, bitch. Oh, make an entrance. I'm a week off sugar. Uh, I will will fly (laughs) to the UK and I will cut you both. (laughs) Well, maybe it's just a good goss you're after. Georgie Porter and Sharon Carpenter are your go-to girls on Loose Lips. So it's got mine, girth, so it's got girth. Yeah. Mine, mine, mine is quite spindly and, and flaccid. This is like long. Prefer a deep chat? Connie's got you covered on How Are You, the well-being podcast. So I just became a lot more productive and happier. Mm. And for me, like that's just worth it. Just three more podcasts to feast your ears on. Find them wherever you found this podcast. 
Okay, let's go to back to your childhood now. So, I mean, I don't know where, you know, kind of what age this song comes in, but we had Otis Redding at, uh, it was our first dance for our wedding. I, you know, I mean, his music is oh, just so relaxed, so chill. There's a place for it. I don't know, like in everyday life, I feel like it should just be your soundtrack that's always there. But for you personally, you know, what does it mean? What does it mean to Asha sitting on the dock of the bay? Kind of what Oh my gosh. Uh, well, not only the record, but I would just I just have to go back and speak about my love and admiration for Otis because I feel like what a le- I don't know just he just was so ahead of his time and to go to such deep levels of emotion that you know it's like everyone's after that characteristic in the timbre of your voice and I think there's no other one that sounds like an Otis writing. I mean, he could literally sing anything. And it can make it timeless. He could sing happy birthday and you're just like, like a nurse, yeah, like a nursery, a nursery rhyme, right? And just yeah. make it like I've never heard. No one can really emulate how he probably would perform that song. So there's very few artists that can really just take anything and just make it like I think he, I, he has the ability to make any song timeless. So that's one thing which I, I just love about his tone. And also, can we give the guy credit? No one would ever guess that he was 27 years old or 28 years old making those records. I mean, that's something that you would think in your late thirties, early forties, you know, like, but he, ha- he just had, you know, he just had so much soul. And, um, so I think, yeah, I think a lot of his early records are favorites of mine. And I think I was, when I was first introduced to music, I was really listening to a lot of songs like that. Uh, sitting on the dock of the bay. Um, you know, a lot of oldies, fifties, sixties, um, and, and so, I mean, I can literally sing any oldie song if it was to come on right now and probably know some part of the song. I just feel like that was early, early engraved into me. So, um, yeah, those type of records are just like, you know, they're, they really, it's weird for me. It's like, kind of like that, that early beginning of when music really started, of course it started before then, but songs, songs didn't really start till like, to me, like, you know, the fifties and sixties was really when they started. Um, but yeah, Otis is the man, the legend. I, I love all of his stuff. And I think, you know, I think actually as well, before we listen to some of this, it's people who, people who might not know as well that he, yeah, he died, I think it was three days after recording the vocals for this track. And was it, he in the 27-year-old class? I don't know if he died at 27, but I'm I... I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he yeah. was in... I think, but I mean, I think it's the fact that, you know, this was released just after he passed away. And, and actually, you can imagine as well just how many more hits and how many more like how much more great music he would have created had he had the chance but also you know they also stood the test of time and they're iconic for that reason as well I don't think anyone would touch that music and and it's just gonna live on forever you know way on beyond our years as well as musicians um so I think it's nice to remember that when you when you listen to this song so let's have a little listen to some of it now and and you can you know think about those happy memories of childhood as well and and your love for music this is uh, sitting on the dock of the bay otis reading i've had nothing to live for and look like nothing's gonna come my way so i'm just gonna sit on the dock of the bay watching the tide roll away Sitting on a darker bay, wasting time. Oh, it's just uh, so everything, good. <laughs> everything. Just as little nuances as timing, the 
you know, the way he ends his phrases, there's just so much, so much rawness and emotion in every little line he says. I wish I could like just have 10% of that when I would be singing in the studio. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he just like, and it's, it, you know what it is? It feels so effortless. It just feels like he just, and maybe who knows, maybe his life story too. Maybe he had so much heartache that it's just oozing out in his records. Cause sometimes I think that matters too. It's like, you know, maybe actors, you know, there's, there's pain there that, that I think that, helps people deliver those type of performances oh and definitely definitely you you need to call upon something you know people always say to me like when you're when you're singing on stage is it real and I'm like well yeah it's always real it might be a different reason or a different type of memory but you I think I believe anyway you have to call upon something that is real in order to have that emotion and, and for it to be a real experience for everyone else so I think yeah maybe you're right maybe you know that that melancholy sound that he has in his voice is just something that came from his from his childhood and from his life but you're right he sounds like he's like mid-40s just got the world sorted out you know he, it, he has the measure of everyone and and it's he's very relaxed with that um do you listen to this in headphones or is it something, you know, out loud? It's always interesting how people listen to their music. I would say, to be honest, most of the time I've listened to Otis Redding. I've even done it on a classic record, actually, with Otis. Like, I've done it that way, like, where it's just in a room vibing and just playing his song, like, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I, I would say most, well, probably most of the times I've listened to him is not through headphones, but on live speakers. Yeah. Which is, yeah, in, I've never really thought about it like that. But, and but, I yeah, think it right. comes back to that, you know, what you were saying about the, the voice just really being there at the front of the production because they didn't really know how to do anything else, right? So it was just that's yeah. how it was. And it's pure, I guess, as well. Like you probably you probably won't catch me in this living room blasting Gangsters in Paradise, <laughs> but I might be blasting it in my headphones. Now yeah. if it's Otis Redding, it's kind of very welcoming and people want to come in and listen. It's and yeah, yeah. It's a Sunday it's morning. Of the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, this is we're on to your last choice already. Um, this is a song for tough times, and this is a. I didn't expect this choice from you, the gambler, Kenny Rogers. Like, wh how did you find this song? You know, to me and to my husband, he's like, oh, it's a rugby song. It's you know from the World Cup, and it's in the changing room, people belting out the chorus. I don't know it that well, but tell me, you know, why does this song mean a lot to you? Well, funny backstory, uh, and I didn't choose it because of this, but I, I went. I don't know why he came to mind when I was looking at some of the questions. Um, but but a, a true backstory was actually our home in Malibu in California. We actually um, bought Kenny Rogers' old house where he made these albums. Oh, no um, way. So it was pretty cool to be living there. So sometimes when I'd be making music, I would almost be wondering, like, am I channeling any Kenny Rogers in this? Like, <laughs> Kenny you know, Rogers like energy. is the next gambler, the 2.0 kind of come out of this or, you know, <laughs> so I didn't know, but I think, uh, that was definitely one thing. Uh, maybe that was maybe the first, of course, real reason I probably got into his music. Uh, and of course I knew that song and, but I, I, d I dove into more of his, more of his catalog because of it. Um, but I just like the, you know what it is. And I, I think I sometimes try to do that with my songwriting is there's like something subliminal. Like if you're, if you're looking at that song on a surface level, you'll be like, yeah, that song's about gambling. That song's, you know, that definitely, but, but actually when you look at the deeper layer of that song, it's about, it's a, it's, it, there's a lot more to it. There's a lot more depth to that song. Um, you know, and so I felt like maybe I could just relate to that. And I think that there's just sometimes a record, you don't even know why you love it so much, but I just, there's just something about it. Maybe like, you know, and I also think some artists, 
get really lucky with having that like that one song that really embodies who that person was and i think for me maybe that song to was maybe his like that was that that was like where he reached that level of like of your artistry and music and it all coming together and that's like and it came out in that moment and you know i'm hoping that's happened with me and some of the songs maybe i've had on windows in time like maybe i've had that moment because i've had some special things especially with this last album um, but it's like, there are those special moments where you've just, all the preparation, all the timing all comes out. And um, so I don't know, I, I could be wrong, but I felt like maybe that was, you know, something he, 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 he's left with us. And, and uh, I'm act, you know, so I don't know. I don't know. But do you uh, know, I think you're right. But do you think that you know it at the time? Because I often look back on things and think, Fuck, that was that was really amazing or that was really this that the other and then I've had probably I can count on one hand when I've had that experience while singing of going like that outer body experience being like I am living right now this is amazing but do you think you know it at that moment when you're recording something I think the I mean you're you're definitely on a heightened frequency where something's yeah like you said is an out of body and you're so locked into like just everything working in that moment and you're just there. And I think that's also what I always try to be is, you know, being more present and present in my music and present. So I would say, I don't know. I don't think that you maybe necessarily maybe know the impact or know that you've, because I also think that you can receive these moments more than once. I'm not, I'm not saying that it's only one time that this can happen. It's like saying, you know, some artists, what you call like a one hit wonder or whatnot. You know, I think you can definitely have more of those moments um, and it comes down to so many different variables. So I don't want to get into that, but I definitely think that, yes, it's, 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 there's just special moments in writing music that you do know in the moment it's special, but you, you know, even after when you're done, you're like, actually I had that with story of a bird. I think when I finally finished that song and I sat down and realized I was like, I almost thought to myself, I can't, I can't, I almost didn't believe that I wrote that song. Uh, and, uh, I don't even know if you've had access to it, but it's on the new album and it just was like one of those, yeah, it's like, it's, it's one of those songs that I'm really proud and just thankful that I was a channel at that moment to write a song like that. Um, but yeah, it's very, it, it doesn't happen often. Um, but, but it also, you just, you do know, I think as an artist, when something's special and when something is just, you it know, feels right. it, feels it just right. feels right. Yeah. 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 Well, let's have a listen to some of this one. So this was released in 1978. And um, yeah, as you say, there's a lot more meaning than just to a gambler's advice, simply being like, you've got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, know when to run. You never count your money when you're sitting at the table. There'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. I mean, you can read into that. It gave me chills just when you read it like that. Yeah, there's 100%. so many more layers to it. But yeah. I think, yeah, let's let's have a listen to some of uh, yeah, some of it now. This is Kenny Rogers singing The Gambler. No when to fold up, no when to walk away, no when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for count. When the deal is done Now every gambler knows The secret to surviving and of course you can see why as well it's taken on by you know whether it is sporting teams or or it's sort of as an anthemic piece of music because it is simple as well and and actually that 
again, like we talk about, you know, you can't, you shouldn't underestimate the power of simplicity with music and we can make things awfully complicated, I think. Um, yeah. And also just a random fact, it was, he sang it in the Muppet show season four with one of the characters. <laughs> fun, fun fact. Fun fact of the day. <laughs> yeah. That's a fun one. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So this is the part where I make a song suggestion for you, which is always quite a weird moment because I have to sort of gather up the information I've had from you and from your song choices and think about something that you might like. And actually you've already mentioned him as an artist. So I feel like maybe I've got got it right today I don't always get it right um, but it's a David Bowie song um, it's, it's from his his last album uh, that was for me just incredibly dark and just, I, love, I think I know which one you're talking about I love the way I think yeah, yeah keep going keep going yeah black star is the black album. star yeah it's a great album and actually it was 2016 i feel like it was yesterday that he died and and this album came out but it was like yeah five years ago it's crazy funny funny you say black star because i think when i was doing windows of time i was trying to get the mixer of that album to do my oh, album really? yeah because i loved okay. it so much i was going through records and i was like the way this album was mixed, I was like, this is like amazing. And I was, yeah. So that's funny. Yeah. That's interesting. And, I, that. and I think also for, for me, I thought as well, you know, you're someone who you, you don't want to be, you don't shy away from going against the grain. That's something you, you know, you said yourself. And I think also there's a great honesty in this whole album um, because of the fact that I think he knew that he was, he knew that he was dying at the time. And he was like, this is me. I'm a, I am a musician, you know, forever and ever. And there's something quite, eternal and perpetual about this track i i think anyway um so i i think yeah the whole album is incredible but i've chosen this the track lazarus because i don't know i just i just think it's a beautiful piece of music and i think it's something that's interesting and has many layers so well you have great taste Uh, (laughs) i i i i know that song and i know that album so i think that's a superb choice i'm actually going to listen to it on my way to i have another meeting after this i'm just gonna i'll I'll just jam out to it on my way there yeah definitely well we can listen to a little bit of it now and then you can yeah get the whole album on i'll be doing that as well probably so here it comes david bowie uh lazarus such a good record and and honestly you're right what a i mean man so i'm watching this 1971 uh documentary i don't know if you've seen it on apple uh music you should definitely check it out but it's uh it's all about like the just what was going on at the in the early 70s um you know elton speaking on it david bowie speaking on it uh the beatles rolling stones you name it every classic person is on there and it's really well done uh, I watched, I think it's like a couple episodes, um, but I watched the whole thing and I was just like watching some of the stuff about David Bowie first coming out wearing a dress and no one was accepting of him and uh, his journey to stardom. And, and it's really fascinating to just kind of understand him a little bit more through that documentary. And, um, and I think we forget how I, you know, I couldn't even imagine, but just how scary it was to do that then. And just oh, yeah. how confident. Fearless, fearless. I yeah. know the confidence fearless is something yeah. to, yeah, hundred percent. 
and 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 actually yeah. that's where you know that's where music as well can be so powerful you look at every movement whether it's political whether it's you know whatever it may be but music's always there it's always the narrative and it's a way that people can speak their mind and have that freedom of speech but be creative with it and I just think that is he was he embodied that you know the way he danced everything about it I think it's just he's so exciting and I think it's such a loss as well um to, to music but I'm really glad that you liked it it's always a scary moment when I'm like and um, this is the song I really hope you like it. <laughs> no, it's a great song choice because you could have done whatever, and I think that was you really nailed it. I think that was a great, great choice. Well, listen, Asha, it's been so nice to talk to you. I can't wait to hear the the new new album of 2021. I wish you the very best of luck with it, and I know that you'll go on to do even more incredible things. And it's just very inspirational, I think, for people to listen to someone who's not afraid to think outside the box and be very creative musically. So, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. No, so pleasure is mine. Thank you so much. It's been great. I really hope you've enjoyed today's podcast and I'd love to hear about your favourite piece of music. So make sure you pop a comment on Apple reviews with your song choice and the story behind it. I'm going to be reading out some of your stories in an upcoming Minnesota. Also, we've now put our guest song choices in the show notes. So if you want to hear any of their songs again, you can find them there. Thanks so much, guys, and see you next time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.